Manx Radio's update with Andy Wint. Pastor Mai, good evening. It's half past five. This is update for Monday, 20th of February, 2023 from Manx Radio. 30 minutes to look at the latest news here on the Isle of Man. A background to the news and sport and business. Uh, sea watch, travel updates and the newsmakers in person tonight. Will the Isle of Man's benefits fund stand the test of time? Gender workshops aim to find gaps in the service. The FA is concerned over the abuse of match officials. No strategy for those battling obesity on the island. And back-to-back wins for the Ravens. And Benham for all your business and legal needs. First of all, at 29 minutes ahead of 6 o'clock, these are the update news headlines. Faster my Christian Jones. Faster my. Almost 10% of hospital appointments for March have already been cancelled. Data extracted from the hospital's IT system reveals 9.1% of total appointments offered in March have already been axed, nearly 3% in April and over 2% in May. The Treasury Minister says findings from a report into the Isle of Man Social Security Act will be addressed and referenced in his budget speech tomorrow. The report, which was carried out by the UK government's actuary, actuary, projects the island's benefits funds will be exhausted by 2047. And a former government minister has been elected to Peel commissioners after standing uncontested. Ray Harmer lost his House of Key seat in the 2021 general election. In international news, the families of five people killed in a mass shooting in Plymouth say the gunman was granted a licence to kill as an inquest into their deaths concludes. Jurors say there was a there was an seriously unsafe culture in the firearms unit which returned Jake Davison's shotgun permit five weeks before the killings. Police investigating the disappearance of Nicola Bully are due to give an update shortly after a body was found in a Lancashire river yesterday. Her family spoken of their agony as they wait for formal identification to take place. And Liverpool owner John W. Henry says he's not selling the Premier League club. His remarks come months after Fenway Sports Group said it was exploring the idea of a sale. Those are the update news headlines. We'll be back at six o'clock. Man Benham. Contact us by phone video call, email or face-to-face. We're happy to connect with you. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Jeremiah, thank you, Christian. From the Ronald's Way Met Office, there is a strong wind warning in operation for the North Irish Sea. State of Sea is moderate later on. And the three-day weather forecast, cloudy, mostly dry this evening. Intermittent light rain coming in overnight on a moderate uh, southwesterly, which will fall light. Minimum temperature, 8 degrees. By the way, there is fog on the mountain road, according to the matrix signs this evening. Fort Jamert, budget day tomorrow, cloudy and dry and a fresh south-southwesterly. Daytime maximum is 11. A dry evening, then rain overnight on a fresh northwesterly, which will clear around dawn. The rain, that is, down to 5 degrees. Forger Crane, sunshine, scattered wintry showers moving quickly through on a fresh northwesterly, and we're up to seven degrees. Sunsets at about three minutes' time. Low water is at four minutes to six. High tide, 11 minutes to midnight tonight. Low tide tomorrow morning, 10 past six. And the sun rises at 26 minutes past seven. Manx Glass and Glazing can produce bespoke splashbacks for your kitchen in any colours. Speak to the team on 674 573. 
It's projected the Alamance Benefits Fund will be exhausted by 2047, according to a report into the Alamance Social Security Act by the UK government actuary. The details from Sean Cowper. The UK body has published its five-yearly review into the financial condition of the island's National Insurance Fund and the adequacy of contributions. It finds that in the absence of additional income, the fund will be exhausted by the 2047-48 to 48 financial year, five years earlier than in the previous report published in 2017. As well as inflation pressures, the report says projected changes to the size and age of the population will mean a major increase in state pension recipients relative to the working age population. Identifying pension as the biggest source of expenditure, the report warns a 10% higher than projected spend on the Manx state pension would result in the fund being exhausted by 2043. Based on the current population trends, the UK actuary expects the island's population to fall by almost a thousand residents by 2037. Commenting on government's aims to grow the population to 100,000 in the next 14 years, the report finds a significant increase in annual migration is the only way this target is likely to be achieved. Currently, around 300 people move to the island each year. The review says this needs to increase to 1,300 to meet the population target. If this rises to 600, the actuary believes the exhaustion of the benefits fund will be pushed back by four years. The UK government actuary does warn that its projections are very sensitive and that changes to predicted fertility and mortality rates could have an impact. More on that story that almost 10% of hospital appointments for March have already been cancelled. The figure's been revealed as part of a Timwell written answer which shows the cancellation of appointments as far ahead as August this year. Siobhan's here with the story. Douglas North MHK David Ashford asked the Minister for Health and Social Care to confirm how many appointments at Noble's hospital have been cancelled due to a lack of available staffing. Data extracted from the hospital's IT system, Medway, reveals 9.11% of total appointments offered in March have already been cancelled. The largest number is within the ophthalmology department, of which 325 have been cancelled. Looking ahead, nearly 3% of appointments have already been cancelled in April, and over 2% in May. Eight appointments as far ahead as August have also been axed. In his written answer, Laurie Hooper clarifies that cancellation figures for ophthalmology in March are increased, as currently the department is operating on 50% medical staffing, as there are consultant ophthalmologists and staff-grade ophthalmologist vacancies, which cannot be filled by agency locum. Recruitment for these posts is ongoing, with consultant interviews taking place today and staff-grade interviews taking place next week. You can find the written answer in full at manxradio.com. The Isle of Man in 30 Minutes. Update on Manx Radio with Andy Wind. Master Buy, thanks for dropping by tonight. 23 minutes before six. We're live from Douglas in the Isle of Man. FC Isle of Man made it back-to-back league wins at the weekend with a hard-fought 1-0 victory away at Ashton Athletic in the NWCFL Premier Division. Speaking after the match, the interim manager, Paul Jones, believes his players are now adapting well to this level ahead of another tough game this weekend. As I've said to you from 
from day one. I've, I've always believed in the player group and I think some of those younger players now are getting more and more experience and with a little bit of kind of maybe the older or wiser heads around them starting to come back in, it, it certainly helps. You know, so I think we've always had a strong squad, but I think now with the players getting the experiences they've got, they've, they've improved significantly. They understand the game at this level far better than they did maybe three or four months ago. So, yeah, it's going to be very tricky over the next few weeks with, with lots of players around all playing well. And then looking forward to you back on the travels again. Um, a, a tough fixture away at uh, Presswich Hayes, who have had a very good season so far. What would you think you need to take into that tough game at Presswich Hayes to, to continue this run? Well, at least what we've um, what we've delivered in terms of our um, structure and organisation and discipline um, and effort levels, you know, that's, that's the minimum required really um, and then the pitch might enable us to play a little bit more like we want to play but um, you know certainly not forgetting what's got us the the six points over the last two games that's really really important so not getting carried away keeping on doing the basics really really well um, and in time those basics will become more automatic for us and we can maybe move on to some more exciting things from the players point of view but there's, there's no um, getting away from it really there's some things that just need to be done to give you a chance of winning a game of football at this level and, and we, we need to make sure we remember that and, and turn the dial up on that a little bit next week as well. Government has been hearing from the Isle of Man trans and non-binary community through a number of gender identity workshops. The sessions were put on to find gaps in gender services here and to discuss people's experiences. They were originally planned to take place across the Isle of Man but Joni Farragher MHK says most of them were cancelled after those invited said they felt safer attending a meeting with more people. So when we'd first um, mooted the idea of having workshops with people in this community in order to get their feedback, um, we we started having very low level, sort of low key conversations, I suppose, with people that, that we knew ourselves who were in the community. And the, the request very clearly was, please do not advertise these events. If you are going to have a workshop, um, please only advertise it within uh, social media groups that you know speak only to this community. Because they just didn't feel like they would be safe attending a place that had been publicly advertised as a, um, a trans workshop and that to me you know sort of set the tone really for where where we are with this this isn't a witch hunt we're trying to um, improve services and improve knowledge and awareness on behalf of healthcare practitioners as well nobody's saying that anybody is at fault um, really you know it's more of a how can we support healthcare practitioners in providing the best level of care that they can and you know even for example the pronoun pin just to go back to that one people don't necessarily understand why they would wear that and they once you've explained well it's because these people are actually an extremely vulnerable at risk group they've probably experienced certainly verbal abuse some of them might have even experienced physical abuse purely because of the person that they are and just you putting that pin on will make them feel safe and that they can trust you once you've explained that that might push you to realise, well, I I do want to do that. That's something that I want to do. I want to help this person feel safe and included. So it's a lot of it is around just raising that education level and raising that awareness of the issues involved and how we can support people. Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. The motorship Man McCree left a little late from Heesham, about 21 minutes past two. She'll be into Douglas in the next 20 minutes or so. Leaving this evening at 7.45, arriving in Hesham at half past 11. 
arriving uh, then. The overnight departure, 2.15, back to Douglas, 6 o'clock tomorrow morning. And the morning departure is 8.45, heading for Hesham. Follow the Steam Packet on Twitter for the latest sailing information. Just a quick word of international news on Manx Radio. Lancashire police have confirmed the body found in the River Wire is that of Nicola Bully. There's no specific system in the Isle of Man to assist those battling obesity. Sophie Hinks, a health and social care lecturer at University College Isle of Man, has published a paper looking into the reasons why. She spoke to Phil Gaunt. The Isle of Man's health focus in terms of measurement is purely on underweight issues. In the UK, they have weight management pathways to help people people who are either just overweight or all the way up to sort of a BMI of 50 that need bariatric surgery. In the Isle of Man, um, we don't have anything like that at the moment. So obviously in the past, there's been a lot in the strategies and plans regarding weight and the problem we have here. But at the moment, we only we ha- use the MUST tool, which is the Malnutrition Universal Screening Tool. If people are underweight, they score and it triggers an action. However, if people are overweight or obese, it scores zero, and so no action is triggered. Obviously, talking to someone about their weight can be quite a sensitive topic. Um, So actually, some nurses and health and social care staff might not feel comfortable enough broaching that topic with people. So sometimes then it just sort of goes under the radar, and we don't discuss that issue with people. So that's part of this the idea of this pathway was not just to support the patients but also support the staff and make sure that they have something they can follow that gives them the opportunities to open up that conversation with patients. Manx Radio Business Briefing. At 16 minutes before 6, Dark Trace has appointed Ernst & Young to provide an independent third-party review of its key financial processes and controls. The embattled company has been accused of irregular sales, marketing and accounting practices raised by the US hedge fund Quintessential capital management. The board and management are confident that Dark Tracer's independently audited public company financial statements fairly represent Dark Tracer's financial position and reports and results the company said today. And for a full daily market report, go to RamseyCrookall.com. Meta's chief exec, Mark Zuckerberg's announced the launch of Meta Verified, a paid subscription service on both Facebook and Instagram for $11.99 a month on web browsers and $14 99 monthly on iOS. Users can get a blue badge plus other features including extra impersonation protection. The new service is drawing comparisons to Twitter Blue which also charges users for a blue tick and other features. Users will be expected to submit their government ID to be verified. Meta Verified launched this week in Australia and New Zealand and is expected to be available in the US and other countries in the coming months, Meta said. The Stock Market Report, brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. UK and European markets closed slightly higher after a choppy day of trading. The dollar rose. Oil was little changed as rising supplies in the US cooled optimism over China's demand recovery and gold stuck in a tight range. The numbers now from Ramsey Crookall at the close in London, the FTSE 100 up just over a tenth of a percent at 8,014. The DAX in Frankfurt closed up two hundredths of a percent at 15,484. Currently New York City, the Dow Jones Industrial just a short time ago was up 
four-tenths of a percent at 33,824. The Nasdaq Tech Stocks Index down almost six-tenths of a percent at 11,787. And the S&P 500 in Chicago up three-tenths, uh, sorry, down three-tenths of a percent at 4,079. In the exchange markets, the British pound sterling trading at one US dollar, 20.3 cents, one euro, 12.6 cents, and 21 South African rand, 79 cents. Finally, in commodities, gold up four-hundredths of a percent at $1,843 per troy ounce, and a barrel of Brent crude up just over six-tenths of a percent at $83.49. The world was a very different place when Ramsey Crookall set up business back in 1946. But his passion for providing outstanding service and looking after every client as if they were one of the family has endured for over 76 years. So, if you're looking for the continuity of a personal, bespoke investment strategy, perhaps it's time to look at our discretionary services. Trustworthy, dependable and tailored. Ramsey Crookle, the island's investment specialist. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookle.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. If you have a news story for Manx Radio to investigate and report, email newsroom at manxradio.com or call 682-631 any time of day or night. Nominations for LegCo elections close later this week and uh, unless you're an MHK, you won't be voting. Connor Keenan's one of the nominees put forward by the Douglas East MHK, Claire Barbara, and he holds multiple directorship positions across sectors ranging from property development to sustainability sustainable agriculture. Connor Keenan spoke about whether or not LegCo members should be publicly elected. If this was a public election, I would still be sat here now in front of you. It's the position that I feel I would be good at. There are nuanced problems, I think, that come with with it being publicly elected. Some people obviously talk about an island-wide mandate. That's not something I subscribe to. I don't believe that at all, because as I say, I think the mandate's for a totally different position. I don't have any problems with it being publicly elected. I can see pros with it being publicly elected I can see pros with it being indirectly elected as well something I mentioned last time was perhaps is there any scope to perhaps have some sort of hybrid model for example like the Irish Senate I know there's various ways of getting into that I know that would get a little bit tricky if someone was to leave and potential what's effectively a by-election. Um, but that, that's certainly something I think there's the scope to investigate as to, to whether there is maybe a hybrid model to see does it work. And then ultimately people might, might make their mind up from there as to whether public election is the way forward. In Ireland, universities can vote or elect, elect is it? Yeah. A, a particular professor or doctor or whoever it may be to represent academia. Is it that sort sort of thing that you're thinking about? Uh, it's, that's only a near example of it. Um, I don't think we need to be as prescriptive as that over here, to be honest. It's just that there would be perhaps out of the four positions up for grabs, two indirectly elected, two publicly elected. Um, as I say, it's it's a hypothetical at the minute, but um, I think it's something that potentially could be looked at to assess whether it's viable. Crucially, to assess whether it's actually, with all due respect, enough interest to it, you know, in terms of the education of things. It would be interesting to see if there was a public ballot, what the, uh, what the turnout on it, on it would be. Manx Radio Sport. Fastamai, Rianne Evans. Fastamai, good evening. Leslie Slight now holds four world veteran records in archery. Slight and fellow Manx archer John Angiolini recently competed against 500 others from 28 countries in the International Field Archery Association World Indoor Archery Championships. The competition consisted of two days shooting a standard round at a fixed distance and a flint round of varying distances. And 
and both came away with huge success. After coming second overall in the men's category, John now holds the title as world champion for the senior freestyle compound. Meanwhile, Leslie took the world championship title for veteran longbow, finishing second overall in the ladies category. Not only that, both John and Leslie broke the world and European records for their classes in the flint round. John broke P. Sutherland's record, which was set in 2020 by two points, and Leslie took the record from T. Lorison of Estonia, set in 2017 by eight points. After breaking an English record every day, Leslie then smashed the world and European record for the combined three-day shoot by a whopping 51 points. She was also selected to compete for England in the Longbow team event, which came in third. In athletics, there were some excellent performances at the Scottish Indoor Under-20s Championships at the Emirates Arena at the weekend. Ben Sinclair not only got the bronze medal in the 400 metres, but also a personal best time of 50.24 seconds. And there were two excellent runs for Ryan Corrin, who finished third in his heat in the 800 metres on Saturday, gaining an indoor personal best. He then bagged himself another personal best on Sunday, finishing seventh in the 1500 metres in 4 minutes, 0.9.1. Seconds. Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Everything's in and outbound okay at Ronald's Way. Next inbound, the 7.30 EasyJet from London Gatwick, then the 5.28 returning patient transfer plane. Logan Air from Liverpool on time in the 5 past 8. Logan Air from London City is on time. Outbound, the 6 o'clock Logan Air to Liverpool and the 8 o'clock EasyJet return to Gatwick on the roads. In Paul Rose, the junction of Paul Rose and Older Road by the Methodist Church is closed for that new pedestrian crossing. Millennium Bridge is closed in uh, Douglas uh, till what the end of this month every evening from 8 till 4 a.m. 8 p.m. to 4 a.m. They're installing some stop logs. Uh, Victoria Road's closed between Broadway and Marathon Road 24 hours a day for resurfacing. Narrow lanes and a temporary crossing in Victoria Street for that new pedestrian crossing. Temporary lights on Annika Lane near the Heron for a new crossing. And also temporary lights on Prospect Hill for that emergency emergency gas main repair. In Ramsey, temporary lights on May Hill for water supply work. Sandy Gate lights on the uh, Jerby Road for water main replacement. And the coach road between Jerby and the Len has got uh, is closed uh, 24 hours a day for resurfacing. Also, Ballamenic Road has uh, phased closures for water main replacement. Temporary lights on the main road, Ballabegner Arbery Parish Hall for the new zebra crossing. Castle Street's one way northbound in Castletown. Temporary closures around East Key and the Prom in Peel and between Peel and St John's. Uh, some temporary lights for work on the pavements. And temporary closures are on the Regaby West Road for water main replacement. Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Spread your payments interest-free. Get more with... Keyside! The Isle of Man FA says it's seen a worrying increase in abuse being aimed at referees and match officials in Manx football. The island's referee development officer, Paul Hodgkinson, was asked why the issue could be on the rise. We touched about, obviously, coming back from the pandemic. I think the frustration. We were on island. We were very, very fortunate. But I think some of the survey questions from across, I think they were locked down for maybe six months. Um, On island, maybe two months maximum, I think it was, from memory. But again, I think the football and the abuse sometimes members society in general and I think as a society and I think on Ireland we're a bit 
more fortunate with that we're a close-knit community so it's not as bad but even so I think we've still got that increase I think we as referees we can sometimes help ourselves with the communication side of things be it talking with clubs etc players however having said that any abuse towards match officials is um, totally unacceptable and I'd urge my colleagues to to report anything like that to to the FA as I said before there is that support network out there if you do report things it will be followed up and it will be acted upon I think we've got the Sinbin which um, as a group of match officials I think we can use more I think some of the results from the survey is that since we've come back from Covid uh, abuse has increased but the use of the Simbin has decreased possibly using that more I touched on the communication side of things if we can talk and try and explain what we're thinking and what we're doing on the pitch maybe that'll ease some of the um, abuse and the dissent back towards us so I, I think it is a two-way street and we can certainly help with that but it also needs the buy-in from the players the participants and uh, the coaches this is the most listened to isle of man news source and manx radio's update is the isle of man's most downloaded news podcast Big day in Ramsey later on this month. Ramsey Courthouse reopens as a community space. The building will now be run by the charity Ramsey Community Hub and will be available for anybody in Ramsey or in the north to use and have fun with. Chair of Ramsey Commissioners Finlow Williams says it's been a long time coming. I think it was around 2017, 2018. The Department of Home Affairs moved out of it, wanted to move the police station out and were offering it up for sale. So at the time, we held a general consensus and realised that it was quite an integral part of the centre of Ramsey and people wanted it to remain as a public amenity. So we came up with a deal with the Department of Home Affairs. They've moved in into the town hall and we took on ownership of the courthouse. And what we then did, we went out to tender. We wanted someone to run that as a community space. The first tender process was going well, but then COVID hit and they ended up not being able to find the money they were looking for. So we went out to tender again and the Ramsey Courthouse Group One, so they are now in charge of it. So we've spent a good year or so, perhaps longer, backwards and forwards, and making sure everything was right and the agreements were in place. And now they're in a position to take it over, and they are opening it on the 25th for the public. How worried were you and the commissioners that it would be empty for or unused for a long time? Well, we were semi doing things with it. It was open for people to use as a space. The worry was not so much would it be empty, it was more how much are we going to have to be involved in it? Because at the end of the day, if our officers are looking after it, that's their time and therefore rate is money that's been used on that rather than other things relating to the town hall. So that was the main concern and that's why we wanted a third party to be running it. So it would be good that it's now going to be in the hands of the people who have the passion and drive and the time to put into it and make it a proper working, thriving community space. That's it for update tonight, compiled from the resources of Manx Radio Newsroom. Thanks to newsreader Christian Jones, producer Rianne Evans. Stick around, Philly Gorn's on with Agenda after 6 o'clock and I'll be back tomorrow at 5.30. W-I-N-T